Aaron Rodgers, finally a New York Jet. The Chicago Bears about to make more moves that will make you believe what I'm saying, that they're going to win the division in 2023. Not 2024, not some time down the road. The Chicago Bears and Justin Fields will be division winners in 2023. This is going to be a deep playoff team as well. This is a potential championship game team. The running backs on the move, we've got uh, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry. What are the landing spots? Buffalo, we got right down here. Uh, Cincinnati, we've got the Chicago Bears. They're not done. I told you they're not done. They're not done doing moves, making moves, making people impressed, and making jaws drop. We're going we're gonna to get to all that and more. Juju Smith-Schuster, Jamal Williams just signed with the New Orleans Saints. Like right this second, you know, there, there was a, a, a report that just dropped. Zeke is out, but not until June 1. we got a whole bunch to talk about on this episode of the Fantasy Football Show, and it begins right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good buddies? We're here for another edition of the Fantasy Football Show, the Monday through Friday version of this show, because we literally do this live every single Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Your boy Smitty's here for you because I work for you. The phone lines will be open. We'll be discussing everything that you see on screen and more. We'll be we'll be taking your, your questions from the chat. Super chats always get bumped to the very top. They're always appreciated, never expected. And if anybody wants to become a YouTube exclusive member, uh, I haven't dropped this link in a while. Get on this right here. This $1.99 a month. You can support the channel. Get the green name. Have all the amazing emojis you see people dropping. And you're like, how do they get that emoji? We're going to have a Bijan Johnson emoji coming in. And if you want to do the $9.99 plan, there's the Zoom calls every Sunday. It's like your own little private podcast with me. You can ask questions. Just listen. Uh, go check out both those plans. I put the link in the live chat. Aaron Rodgers, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this because we've already done a full show on this, a, a good, like, what, an hour and a half, two-hour show. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet. The compensation is still worked out, getting worked out, but on the Pat McAfee show, um, as promised, Aaron Rodgers came on and said a couple very, very key points. I'm going to emphasize a few things. Hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. There's over 50 people that are filing in already. There'll be over 100 people here soon, but we only have uh, so many thumbs up right now. Wipe your feet. Aaron Rodgers said a couple key things. One, he said that when he went into his darkness retreat, uh, the, the time he walked into the darkness retreat, he was 90% certain that he wanted to retire. 90% certain he wanted to retire walking into his darkness retreat. He focused one day on pretending there was a world where he didn't play football again, and another day he spent entirely on thinking about playing football. When he came out, he checked his phone. He, he saw that he had one bar, he said, and it was five days his phone had been untouched. Turned it on, had one bar, and he had texts from close friends and players who said the Packers are moving on. That he trusted. So he he got broken up with while he was in the darkness retreat. He truly didn't really know what direction he wanted to go. But he did say even though he walked in 90% sure he wanted to retire. He walked out almost 100% sure that he wanted to play one more year. 
But he needed to see if his body was good to go. And I also feel like we picked up a vibe. I don't know if you guys picked this up as well. But I believe what he was kind of saying was when he walked out, saw his text message that said the the the, the Packers are moving on, it, it, and you saw McAfee say chip on the shoulder, like there's a chip on the shoulder. That may have motivated him to play one more year. Just that one piece of uh, of, of news that the, the Green Bay Packers decided while you were sleeping for four days in hibernation, we're moving on. Aaron Rodgers said, so am I. You want to you wanna challenge me? You want to break up with me? I'm going to go prove that you shouldn't do this. Break up with me. And I'm going to go play for the New York Football Jets. Hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. So, this guy Aaron Rodgers came on the Pat McAfee show today. And he said, this has been done since Friday. Which Trey Wingo told us f- on Friday, right? That this was a done deal. It was essentially a done deal. And he already heard it was a done deal. Trey Wingo's connected to this situation. Look, and, and this Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter. Look, I, I like the guys. I, I respect them. They clearly know what they're doing. They're in. They're, they're so well connected. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that they're not still the most connected two individuals in the NFL. They are. But they've been projecting as babies throughout this entire process. You can read it all over their face. Even Diana Rossini was very, very, I think, upset at Aaron Rodgers' comments about the wish list, which Aaron Rodgers shot down 100%. Everybody's so mad at Aaron Rodgers. And I know some of you are tired of it too, but I, I love the man. And I, and the fact that he said that he didn't have a wish list, he didn't have a, a demand list, he didn't even say to go get Lazard. He said he didn't do a single thing of the sort. And Diana Rossini couldn't walk it back. She didn't take the L on it. People are blasting her in Twitter comments saying, just take the L. Take the L. She goes, no, it was a, it was more of a, this is not a demand list. It's a wish list. Ro- Roger said there was no wish list. There was no list. Go get Lazard. Go get this player. He didn't say any of that. But Aaron Rodgers also said that Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, whenever these guys say anything about him, it's crap. It's fictitious. It's false because they're not in his inner circle. And so there's a big beef between Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, and Aaron Rodgers. Trey Wingo, maybe Trey Wingo's in his inner circle because Trey Wingo said Friday, he said Friday, this is a done deal. We come to find out through Aaron Rodgers that on Friday, it was a done deal. He knew he was coming back on Friday, but they've been waiting on compensation negotiations between the Packers and the Jets. And apparently, according to Rodgers, this is kind of lying on the Packers right now. They're obviously trying to finagle more, and they also want to wait. They're trying to wait. They're trying to work through different things, different numbers, different parts of the contract that make sense when they make this trade. There's talk about how this contract, if Aaron Rodgers was traded after June 1, there would be an ability to take the dead money and spread it out over multiple years versus take the hit in one year year and get hit in 2023 offseason so there's a whole lot of implications and things we'll find out later i'm sure that being one of them where there's some complexities to this trade there's some complexities to restructuring deadlines for restructuring all those things are to come uh funneling back to us and we're going to be able to say oh this is why there was maybe a delay this is why there's maybe another delay and so aaron Rodgers essentially said this was done a done deal on friday in terms of him wanting to play for the jets the jets wanting to have him the two sides trying to work this trade out and they've been trying to work it out since Aaron Rodgers gets a bad rap I support the man I don't mind if you guys don't I get it everybody's tired but I'm excited that Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet and this is huge 
on so many levels for Garrett Wilson. This is huge on so many levels for Brees Hall, Elijah Moore, Lazard, if you will. And the, and the New York football Jets are on their way to being a top, I would say, 6-10 to 10 team in the, in the entire National Football League. This is a number one or number two defense overall. You might say Niners. You might say another team or two. You might say, hey, the Jets maybe are three or four. I say you give them a, a competent quarterback that moves the chains. You keep the defense fresh, and they give and take with each other. They help each other out. Field position goes both ways. The offense can set the defense up for good field position and good situations. I think Sauce Gardner and this defense absolutely ball out for their quarterback, their new quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, to the moon. To the Aaron Rodgers to the moon. This is a fantastic situation. Aaron Rodgers could quite arguably have a top six fantasy football quarterback season in 2023. On underdog fantasy, uh, best ball, uh, underdog fantasy promo code Smitty, which we will try and do a draft tonight. Definitely will by, by tomorrow. But we'll, we'll, we'll definitely go live doing drafts. This guy Aaron Rodgers has been going about quarterback 14. About quarterback 14, round 11, round 12, he's been going very late. He's going to skyrocket because he's on people's minds. People are talking about him. Aaron Rodgers is going to skyrocket ADP-wise. Uh, so get your popcorn ready. Aaron Rodgers is going to try and win the division, a very, very tough division. Uh, uh, probably, I would say, the toughest division in football now that Aaron Rodgers is in town. And I think there's potentially three three teams that could win this division. Obviously, the, the, the Jets being one of them. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are probably the favorite. And then you've got the other underdog, the Miami Dolphins. This is the toughest division in football. And Bill Belichick, what if Bill Belichick goes and gets Lamar Jackson? A lot of you have said that in my comments. I totally agree. I think it's a possibility. You know, I don't trust Mac Jones. Maybe he does. Zappy, Mac Jones. Is anybody else seeing a potential genius move by a coach named Bill Belichick that maybe hasn't done what you thought he'd do at the quarterback position, wide receivers that bring in Jacoby Myers. They may be potentially interested in other wide receivers. We heard, we've heard Hopkins. They bring Hopkins over for a second rounder. They trade. They, they, signed, they put down an offer sheet for Lamar. They pay him a little bit over the 133 on three years. They do whatever Lamar wants to a degree. They give him guaranteed money to a degree and they make him happy enough to say, you know what, I'd rather sign a deal I wouldn't have signed with the Baltimore Ravens, but with you guys and get out of the scenario. So potentially Lamar goes to the Patriots is certainly possible. Okay. So then we got, we got, we got this division even more stacked, but right now, assuming the Patriots don't make a Lamar move, assuming the Buffalo Bills, the Dolphins and the Jets are the three big dogs in this division with the Patriots being kind of a thorn in the side of them, but maybe not a division winner potential team. This is the toughest division of football. And if the Bills clinch the division or the Dolphins clinch the division and the Jets don't clinch the division, then one or both of these teams that don't clinch the division behind the other one will be in the in one of the three wild card spots. That means that this division, uh, like we talked about the the NFC West last year, going to have three teams that make the playoffs: the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and or the Rams. The, yeah, the Seahawks weren't even in it. It was the Rams, the Niners, and the Cardinals. All three are going to make make the playoffs because two of them are going to get two of the three wild card spots. And obviously, that whole division was different than we thought. Uh, same thing with the AFC West. We thought the AFC West would feed so much of the of the talent and, and potential, you know, Super Bowl contending uh, squads into the into the playoffs. This one, I think, will be this will be the one. This will be the division that everybody looks back at at the end of the year and says it looked like the best division entering the season, and it finished as the best division uh, exiting the season. So, Jets could win the division. If not, they're grabbing a wild card spot. The Dolphins could win the division, or they're going to grab a wild card spot, and the Buffalo Bills win the division. 
season or grab a wild card spot. And let me just say, people that doubt Josh Allen, people that doubt Josh Allen, he's a he's a Brett Favre type guy. He's gonna go out and throw throw away a season. He's gonna go out there in a playoff game, throw the whole season away. He's gonna go out the next season and win. It, it, it's just the nature of Josh Allen. He's not a Mahomes in the sense that Mahomes is gonna be pretty consistent. Josh Allen's gonna explode. Or he's going to falter. I've been talking so long. My voice is shot. Let me take a sip of the good old uh, uh, Ice Pop Prime. And and, and just, just wet the esophagus a little bit. Because it is dry. I've gone live for over 10.5 plus hours. Leading into this live stream. Over the last about 26 hours. Um, uh, that Prime's good. That Prime's good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, enough of that right now. To the moon, Garrett Wilson. To the moon, Brees Hall. Brees Hall, top five running back coming off an ACL tear. And I know a little bit about ACL tears. His ACL tear situation, his age, his his ACL, his cleaner ACL tear than like Javante. It's all lined up perfectly. His speed of recovery is the most important thing. He's way ahead of schedule. Those are all things we didn't hear about Barkley, J.K. Dobbins. So if you have questions about Brees Hall and are scared of Brees Hall coming off the ACL, tear don't. He's going to absolute ball out. And if he has setbacks, I'll readjust adjust and recalibrate my thinking because I adjust and adapt. This is a just and adapt season. Travis Rowe dropping a $5 hauler. Appreciate you, Travis. Travis says, Smitty. Smitty, in a dream world, Devontae Adams demands a trade and the Patriots bring Lamar and Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be tough to do in a dream world, but with the contracts, with the co- cost of, of acquiring you know, both, because if you sign Lamar to an offer sheet and you surrender two first-round picks, or later on trade form, that's two first-round picks anyway. So you're surrendering a lot of draft capital. It would be interesting, but you could just trade a second or a, a couple third-round picks for DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe Hopkins costs just one third-round pick. Maybe Hopkins costs a two third-round picks and no second-round pick, and you could acquire Hopkins. You can surrender two first-rounders and slap down an offer sheet for Lamar Jackson, there, there, are, there are, I will admit, clo- a closing window of available teams for Lamar Jackson, not because Lamar's getting boycotted by the NFL, because Lamar doesn't have an agent, and Lamar's being ridiculously reckless with his future, I will say, to not have an agent in a, a, a rough water situation where the teams are dwindling by the second. This guy's just nonchalant about it. I don't even think he cares. I don't even think he cares. I think this guy could literally walk back onto the field in Baltimore without any hard feelings and just kind of go back to work and, and keep getting abused and run into the ground, not supported, praying to God that this team drafts a wide receiver. Hope, hopefully flowers would fall of the four wide receivers, the big four to 22. And would the Baltimore Ravens even know to use the draft selection on Zay Flowers or Addison or whoever fell? I honestly don't know. I don't trust Baltimore. If they get a Flowers or Addison or, or Johnston or especially a Jackson Smith and Jigba, which would have to be acquired in a trade-up because no way he falls to 22. But if this Baltimore Ravens team puts Lamar in a potential uh, better situation, I might come back and reassess. But until then, he's an absolute bust in Baltimore like he has been for three years as I projected every single year. Stay away from Lamar. Bust. Stay away from Lamar. Bust. Well, Smitty... You're confusing me because you like Lamar and then you don't like Lamar. That's true because situation's king. 
And in Baltimore, he's been my biggest bus candidate, and he will continue to be. If he goes to Atlanta, to the moon, Lamar. To the moon. If he goes to New England, I don't know how I make that. I don't know what I think of that, to be honest. I think it's a possibility. But if they bring in a wide receiver, then I would like it. If they don't bring in a wide receiver, is he really in that big of a different situation? At least he's got Ramondre, but he needs wide receivers. They, if they bring Lamar and they need Hopkins. If they go after, let, let, let's say the other the other option, and, and they're dwindling away because you got you got uh, you got Brissett now. Um, Brissett signed with the Washington Commanders. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that that would necessarily rule out uh, the Lamar Jackson hunt, but it certainly makes it a little less likely. Um, there, there are definitely we're, we're dwindling. The, the spots are dwindling. You've got the Patriots. You've got potentially got the Ravens. Return to the Ravens. You've got maybe the Titans, which is not a better spot than Baltimore. You've got the Colts. I do like that landing spot a lot more than Baltimore and Tennessee. You've got Tennessee. I'm sorry, the Texans. You got the Texans. Uh, you know they got the number two overall pick. I don't think they're going the route of Lamar. And plus, they're not going to give up the number two overall pick. You know, so that's that's not likely. The Raiders were. The Raiders were probably one of the premier, even though the defense is awful and they wouldn't have won a Super Bowl, fantasy football context, the Raiders were a great spot for us, for fantasy worlds. Not for winning, but for fantasy worlds. And these guys botched their entire, I don't know, next decade with with Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? You think you're going to win more games with Jimmy Garoppolo than Derek Carr? Are you out of your mind? You trade Darren Waller away. Are you out of your mind? Lamar in, in New York would have been great, too, if Danny Dimes didn't get ex- get a fat contract with 94 mil guaranteed. Uh, let's see here. The Raiders. Okay, the Chargers. No, the Chiefs. We're, we're, lit- we're literally literally are running out of teams. The Commanders are, are still in play, but a little less likely. The Detroit Lions are kind of a, uh, they're kind of a creeper in this situation. They could creep up. Just creep up, like, and say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, we love golf. We've said that, but you know what? Let's ride. Let's ride." Baltimore, uh, Baltimore, give us, give us Lamar. Here's two first round picks. Uh, uh, let's ride. The only problem with that is the six overall. That's a really high draft pick. That would make me think that it is a lot less likely. Um, so I, I don't think that's going to end up happening, though. Uh, Packers, no. Jordan Love. They're going Jordan Love. Tampa Bay. No, I mean, Tampa Bay's got their guy. You know, it, they, they signed Baker Mayfield. They've got that, I think, right. Where's my Baker? Baker, uh, uh, disappointment maker graphic. Oh, well, you, you you don't need to see it. Baker signed with, with the uh, the Bucks. So Trask and Baker, probably out, right? Carolina, they're taking the number one overall player. That's going to be a, a quarterback. The Saints got Derek Carr. The Falcons, they should be in this. They signed Heineke. They've got Ritter. There's no reason to not go after Lamar Jackson Please reconsider, Atlanta, if for any reason you're being ridiculously incompetent right now with your quarterback situation. Uh, the Rams, I mean, if, if Stafford retired uh, because of health reasons or stepped away, there's rumors about stuff like that. The Cardinals, I got, I, I wish, I wish, but they're not going away from Kyler. Gannon loves Kyler. Seahawks, no, no. Niners, in a trade. The Niners don't have a first rounder, so they can't offer an offer sheet. So the Niners can't be involved in this part, in this portion of the process. But in a trade later on, 
look, the Niners are probably one of the, the most likely teams to be still maybe considering it, but they could shut it down really quick with a you know a report or two or just speaking to the media. But but the Niners, if they could get involved in some trade later after the offer sheet portion fails Lamar, there there may be a situation where they can get involved. Not to mention you need a first and a second, or you need a first rounder in each of the two next consecutive NFL drafts. The Niners don't have a first rounder. But once the NFL draft passes, let's say Lamar's offer no good offer sheets, he doesn't sign anything, and the NFL draft passes, well, all of a sudden, after the NFL draft, the Niners do have a first rounder in the two immediate drafts that proceed. So that means the Niners could then go in for two first round picks, but it also could be a later trade that they do. And and so the Niners are still an option. And let me just say this, if the Niners, Stephen A. Smith said this on, on his show the other day, or on ESPN, on, on someone else's show, he said if the Niners acquired Lamar, they would win the Super Bowl. And I 100,000% agree. If the Niners got Lamar Jackson, they win a Super Bowl. Is Shanahan willing to do that? Is Kyle willing to override anything Shanahan says and go ahead and make that move? That would be an amazing move, but it can't happen. It can't happen through an offer sheet because the Niners don't have a first rounder, at least not before the NFL draft. Those are the those are the spots for for Lamar. Uh, as for the Bears, I, I, look, I've talked about this. Uh, appreciate you, Travis, for that super chat. By the way, thank you, my guy. I've talked about this several times. I get laughed at sometimes when I'm in my own community, not so much. But whenever I'm on a live stream with with maybe my boy Raj, or I'm talking on on another live stream with my boy uh, Jake from Uncovered NFL, or I'm I'm doing I'm doing any of those Instagram lives, and I tell people the Bears are winning the division in 2023. You know what? I get chuckles. You know what? I get uh, uh, a clown emojis. I get people that tell me left and right I'm absolutely insane when I tell them that yeah this division's the toughest division in football it is but this division's the most well-rounded deep division in football because every single team on this NFC North list right here all four squads could win the division it's going to be a dogfight for the division win the Vikings are paper tigers at the end of the day but they can win regular season games and be the division winner the Lions are on the up and up they're on they're they're coming up big and if they did trade for Lamar, it would be a huge win. And if they don't, they're still good enough, especially with Jamison Williams on the rise, David Montgomery in the fold to get that 10 to 12 TD uh, TD season and, and, and grind it out between the tackles. I like David Montgomery in a Lions uniform. The Packers, Jordan Love, let's give him a chance. I think with Christian Watson fast-tracked by Aaron Rodgers last year, Jordan Love's going to be in a better position than people think. They they retained Aaron Jones. They got Dylan. They've got Christian Watson. They've got, they got a pretty good... Uh, uh, a pretty good uh, situation there for Jordan Love. So Jordan Love can potentially do some damage. Will he win the division? I don't think so. I think out of these teams, the two most capable division-winning teams, in my opinion, walking into 2023, are the Lions and the Bears. And I have the Bears winning the division. I don't care what anybody says. I respect everybody's opinion. But the Bears are coming for blood. And everybody that laughed a day or two or three or four or five days ago, their laugh is getting lighter every single day. Let's say they were continuously laughing from the moment I said it. By the time we get to the end of the NFL draft, they will be no longer laughing even the slightest because this team could draft Bijan Robinson with their number nine overall pick. They could draft Jackson Smith and Jigba with their number nine overall pick. 
they could take Zach Charbonnet in the second round. Can you imagine this Chicago Bears team with JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba at number nine overall and Zach Charbonnet in the second round? Does anybody think the Bears would be capable of being stopped? With Zach Charbonnet running the football, a first-round talent that's going to fall into round two, and JSN as a wide receiver across of DJ Moore, who then becomes the number two wide receiver on the team. Does anybody else see a problem with saying that the Bears are not division-winning material? Because I certainly do, and it smells like a lap. This Bears team and Justin Fields are taking the league by storm. And let me also say one more thing. Let me also say one more thing. Do you think this team's done? Because they're not. Do you think that when I say they're not done, oh, they still got the draft, the number nine, Charbonnet. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is this team is going after a big name player. Is it Orlando Brown? Might be. Is it it Slay? Might be. Is it another player that's potentially disgruntled via a trade or is it free agency? What are they going to do? Another big move is potentially on the table for the Chicago Bears because Ryan Poles ain't done. He ain't done, and that's not including the NFL draft. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother monster that's going to make this team better. Watch out for the Bears. Watch out for the Bears. Fields is going to dance inside the top five quarterbacks all season long. I don't even know if he could finish four or three. He certainly could. And I'm not saying I'm bumping anybody out. I'm not going to give you the name because it's so hard to say Mahomes, Josh Allen, Burrow, and Jalen Hurts are not the top four quarterbacks locked and loaded. But that was tier one, tier break. Then it was Fields and Lawrence and whoever else you had down here. Lamar, if he was in a good spot. Not Lamar if he was in Baltimore, but it was. It was Fields and a group of quarterbacks you loved in this range. Now Fields jumps into round to Tier 1. He's in Tier 1 with the Big 4. You may not have him above the Big 4, but that gap between Tier 2 and where Fields was at number 5, because he was still my number 5. He was my number 5, but way down in Tier 2. Now he's my number 5, hugging at the top. Sitting right next to whoever's ranked number four in 2023 quarterback rankings. Fields to the absolute moon. Doesn't matter if you didn't like him last year. I wasn't super, super high on him coming out of college. I wanted him to prove it to me. I was open-minded to it, and he certainly opened my eyes. And it's a just an adapt season. You're not always going to know everybody that's going to be great, but what is good about your fantasy football and NFL anal- analysis hat that you put on is that you can recognize when the talent has arrived. And if you want to not get on the train because you weren't on it from the beginning, that is a negative uh, trait that you have that you're bringing into fantasy football or into just NFL uh, scouting uh, capabilities that you might be trying to deploy here and there. If you aren't capable of adjusting and, da- and adapting, if you aren't capable of saying, well, I didn't love Fields, but now I do, you're going to miss on a lot of your calls, your predictions, your rankings, and things you're talking about because you don't have an open mind and an ability an ability to absorb, an ability to adjust and adapt, an ability to take in information. Look, no one knew Tom Brady was going to be who he was, and that's okay. People missed on it. Everybody missed on it but the New England Patriots who drafted him. Nobody, everyone missed on Kurt Warner, and Kurt Warner, only Vermeil didn't. His own offensive coordinator didn't want to start Kurt Warner when Trent Green went down, and Vermeil said, put him in. I don't care, put him in. People miss all the time. 
How do you respond when the talent finally shows up? That's what matters. That's what separates the boys from the men in terms of fantasy football. And if you want to do good things in terms of evaluation processes, if you want to do good things in in the predictive business or with your fantasy team or with your, your DFS stuff or your bets or whatever, you need to learn to take in information, adjust and adapt. Fields and the Bears are taking the league by storm. You can sit there and twiddle your thumbs and pretend it's the Bears. It's the Bears. Just like a lot of people said when we said the Bengals here on the show would win the division two years ago. The Bengals were Super Bowl caliber teams. Drafting Jamar Chase was the answer, not Penny Sewell. Even though I had NFL coaches on the show and everybody and their mother telling me, Smitty, you can't can't protect Burrow if he's on his back, Smitty. Jamar Chase will better protect Burrow than drafting an actual lineman. What? That sounds stupid, Smitty. How can a wide receiver directly help Joe Burrow stay upright? Well, gee, I wonder why. I wonder how many degrees of separation are there that will help Joe Burrow stay upright and be an absolute monster and and Jamar Chase stretching the field. I wonder how that works, Bob. I wonder how that works. Running backs on the move. We've got a lot to talk about real briefly. I had a video on this, so you guys can definitely check out that video. I I posted just on this one single topic of these RBs on the move. You got Austin Eckler potentially on the move. Where is he going? He's already been granted permission to seek a trade out, to get a trade partner, to discuss trade options with them, to look at what the compensation would be like. He'll bring it back to the team, obviously, try and connect the two teams to see if something can get worked out. Are the Chargers being authentic with the, uh, the 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 request granting the request of Austin Eckler or are they trying to placate Austin Eckler and say uh Jim says Smitty settled down Jim no this is my show Jim I'll talk how I want Jim take a lap Will the are the Chargers going to placate this are the Chargers going to actually do right by Eckler if they're going to grant him the ability to go talk to teams. If he look, if he sets something up and gets things in motion, will the Chargers strike, or will the Chargers hold him back? The Chargers, um, the char, the Chargers would be dumb to trade him, but they'd also be smart to trade him if they made the right moves, like draft Bijan. You can't draft Bijan with Eckler on the roster, and if you draft a uh, Miles Sanders, deal with the Panthers is for four years. Um, let's put that on screen here. Miles Sanders to the Panthers. I've got news that's trickling in here as we speak. Uh, same thing with uh, Jamal Williams. He's he signed a deal with the Saints. I'll bring I'll bring that up in a second. But let me let me just screenshot this over. We'll put it on screen so you guys can check it out. Uh, but yeah, Miles Sanders signed a deal with the Panthers. Um, that's interesting. I I don't know that. Uh, man, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that he's going to be what they hope he's going to be maybe they use him properly i mean philly definitely you know he had talent and they they made him uh play well at times but they definitely held him back at the same time which is a concern i suppose if you talk about a running back landing in philly but i think philly if they had an elite running back like Bijan or charbonnet or, or gibbs they would use him appropriately but miles sanders deal with the panthers for four years uh deuce daly was in philly when miles sanders was drafted and played a huge part in in landing uh, with the Panthers, so th- this is uh, this is interesting. It's interesting. It, it, it's a it's a decent spot for sure. Um, it's an interesting spot for sure. And this other this other piece of news that just dropped. Let me see if I can put this on screen real quick. This one is for uh, uh, Jamal Williams uh, agreed to a three year deal 
with the New Orleans Saints. That's very, very interesting. Twelve million with eight million guaranteed. Eight million is a lot. That that's that's uh that, that definitely puts the Saints. And I think I we even talked about this. We predicted that he would go in a couple locations. One being the Saints because Alvin Kamara. It's the perfect backup for Alvin Kamara because you 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 want Alvin Kamara in there. But if you're expecting him to miss eight games. 12 games, an entire season. At least you got a, a running back that's proven a touchdown machine in, in Jamal. Do I think he'll have the same success here? Maybe, maybe not. I don't. I probably not. Probably not because Detroit runs the ball really well. They got a good offensive line. Um, they fed him goal line touchdowns through the you know through the wazoo. And I don't know that I don't know the Saints are going to be in this many goal line situations. Maybe they will. Derek Carr is going to definitely move the ball down the field. We'll see. It's it's definitely an interesting spot. But I don't know that I love the 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 the, the landing spot from from a fantasy perspective because it might hamper the Saints. Well, then again, you know you don't really want Bijan or someone like that going to the Saints anyway because Alvin Kamara is still going to be lingering. We don't know how long he could be suspended or if he's going to be suspended at all, or he's going to be suspended for the entire year. So we don't we kind of I guess we kind of like Jamal uh, clouding up that situation, so we don't have a potential disaster of two running backs, one being Kamara, one being a rookie we love falling on the same roster. So maybe that's not a bad landing spot to be honest. Austin Eckler probably commands a second round pick, maybe a second and a fourth, maybe a second and a third. Christian McCaffrey commanded a second, third, and a fourth when he was traded to the the San Francisco 49ers um, from the Carolina Panthers. So, I I mean, Eckler for a second and a third would make sense. Eckler for a second and a fourth. Eckler for a second period. Uh, Honestly, I I would pay way more than that, and that's coming from a guy that's worried about breaking down. Like, I don't know that he could play 17 straight games at the age of 28 without having injuries, suffering injuries, a smaller stature running back. But if you're a club, if you're the Bears, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, if you are the Cincinnati Bengals, you would be crazy to not, and the Buffalo Bills, to offer a second round pick and maybe you give up a little more like a fourth to get Austin Eckler into your arsenal. Even if he missed four or five games, if he was there for the playoffs, the Eagles would be lights out, almost impossible to stop. The Bears would do exactly what I've been predicting if you give the Bears a Bijan, an Eckler, a Henry, any one of those players. The Bengals, same thing. The Bengals are one, one player away from having an edge on the Kansas City Chiefs, at least Five times out of ten when they play. You know, they need to level up. The 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 Bengals, the Bills, and the Eagles need to, to try and figure out a way to bring in talent. And this could be the Eagles bringing in Bijan at number 10 overall because they have the number 10 overall pick. This could be the Eagles bringing in uh, Jameer Gibbs at the number 30 overall or Zach Charbonnet at the 30 overall. So it's not to say that, that the Eagles can't solve this problem through the draft. If, if any team here is going to maybe not draft Bijan because the draft capital is sitting there for the taking, Probably the Eagles, the the Bears too at number nine. They could take Bijan there. So Bijan at nine or Bijan at ten to these two teams, the Bears and the Eagles. The Bengals aren't, you know, maybe they draft a Charbonnet. I kind of see Sean Tucker there in late in the later in the second or third round. I think Buffalo. Uh, they're tough to imagine draft or trading for a workhorse back because they don't use one back that way and I know a lot of people out there want James Cook but guess who could also land on the Buffalo Bills James Cook's brother he's available for trade can you imagine that the, and they probably want to play together I don't think James Cook would would be like don't send him here this is my time to shine I think he knows the Bills are going to draft a running back or they're going to bring in his brother Dalvin 
And, and th- that's an option. That's an op- option. Dalvin Cook and James Cook together, it would be crazy to see these two players playing together on the same team. And Dalvin, Dalvin will most certainly get the, the edge on the carries, but maybe they dial Dalvin back enough to keep him healthy. This would be a phenomenal uh, landing spot for the Buffalo Bills. It honestly would. And, and, I'm, and I'm not even super high on Dalvin Cook in terms of staying healthy at his older age. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry feels like a shoe-in for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he could go to the Bengals, I suppose. He could definitely be a Chicago Bear for the right price. Teams would be incompetent not to give up a second-round pick for these players right here. For this guy right here, Derrick Henry. For this guy right here, Austin Eckler. For this guy right here, Dalvin Cook. You have to be an incompetent team not running your shop right if you're not willing to give up a second-round pick when you're a a Super Bowl-capable caliber team right here in the Bills, the Bengals, the Bears, or the Eagles. Why would you not... Go get a Henry. Why would you not go get a Dalvin Cook? Why would you not go get an Austin Eckler? It makes zero sense whatsoever. It makes zero sense to not give up a second-round pick. Why do these teams covet second-round picks like they're gold? Give up a second-round pick, a shot in the dark, a guy you're probably going to miss on about four or five times out of ten when you can get a difference maker to one-up the Kansas City Chiefs and try and go after a Super Bowl uh, a ring in 2023. Okay, so that's that. Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, let me get rid of these guys. We'll talk about the running backs more. The phone lines are open if anybody wants to dial in and speak. Juju Smith-Schuster uh, signed... Um, I'm moving stuff all over, all around on the screen here. Juju Smith-Schuster uh, signed with the New England Patriots. Uh, Jacoby Myers um, is out. Juju is in. So replace one player with another. Very similar in my mind, these two guys. And unless Lamar lands in New England, I don't care. I don't care. This is this is not a player I'm concerned with in New England. New England's where you go to die as a wide receiver unless they change the culture in the quarterback room. Mac Jones isn't it, pal. I hate to break it to you. If you're a, a New England Patriot fan here, I, I apologize. But Mac Jones is not it. Mac Jones is not it. Mac Jones isn't going to win games uh, to, to a significant degree, especially in this division, this very, very tough AFC East, which is the toughest division of football. You have such a little shot to make the playoffs when you've got the Bills or the Dolphins or the Jets clinching the division. And then you got the other two grabbing a hold of two of the available three wildcard spots. That means the Patriots have to battle with every other team that's left over to try and grab the final wildcard spot. Without Lamar, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Slayer dropping a, a $2 hauler. Appreciate you, Slayer. Slayer says, uh, read him. Uh, the right axe, Smitty. Appreciate you, Slayer, for dropping that super chat, my guy. You are the man. Juju, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Juju's not doing anything. Okay? I'm not worried about Juju. This guy, Darnell. This guy, Darnell, I, I've talked about him as, as being on Instagram. You could go watch my Instagram post. I posted uh, right around the combine. Um, this guy is an absolute monster. If I had to give you the best tight end from this class, this is the guy. The t- the best rookie tight end from this class is Darnell Washington. And if you haven't seen my Instagram video on this guy, this six foot seven monster who measured at six point or six point six foot seven at his pro day, um, this guy this guy's a beast. He's a absolute monster. He measured at six foot six and a half. Uh, I believe at the combine, 
Or no, this is they're saying he. Uh, let's see. Look, Darnell's saying he measured t- tight end. Darnell Washington says he measured in at six foot seven. Um, Ian, Rapp- Ian Rappaport saying six foot six and a half. I don't know what the discrepancy is here, but I think on the show we're going to consider him six foot seven. And as I always tell you, you're looking at the number one tight end ranker in the fantasy football industry from 2021. 2020 and 2019. So from 2019, 2020, 21, those three years, I was the number one tight end ranker in the entire fantasy industry, according to Fantasy Pros. They do a little, they do a little story about it at the end of the year, see who the most accurate analysts are. And one of the things that I try and tell people is that rookie tight ends are going to fail. Kyle Pitts did very well. He had the best rookie tight end season. He failed as a sophomore last year, obviously. But Kyle Pitts had the best rookie tight end season in the history of the NFL and in fantasy. Shockey was was right up there too. Aside from those guys, you have a very, very bad entry level first year as a tight end. And what happens is everybody gets excited about a tight end group. Everybody's excited about this class. And, and, and Washington's been down about three or four overall for tight ends. A lot of people have had Kincaid, uh, Mayer as higher ranked tight ends. Some people have Musgrave. I like Musgrave a lot too. But this guy Washington's been flying in under the radar uh, until recently, until he measured at a 6'7". Now he can't fit under the radar. But this guy's going to climb to a lot of people's number one tight end just by size alone. But if you watch his pro day, he's very, very good. He's very, very solid. He's good moving around. And, 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 I, and I like the guy a ton. I like the guy a ton. He, he's going to have a lot of potential. But my, my whole thing here is this. And, and I'll sit down and explain this. My whole thing here is this. If you want to win at the tight end game in fantasy football, the, the best way to do that is to come in during sophomore seasons and scoop up via trade or in redraft. That's when you draft them because that's when these guys are going to be consistent. Even a guy like Darnell Washington has more of a risk of having one or two good games and then blowing goats for like four or five, six straight games, and then he comes back, and you don't know when to start him. TJ Hawkinson was a perfect example. How good is TJ Hawkinson right now? He's a monster. He's arguably the number two tight end in fantasy football. But TJ Hawkinson, his rookie year, I believe it was week one, if my memory serves me correct, he had 100 yards and a touchdown in week one with a big, long breakaway touchdown. I believe I'm correct. I'm just spitballing that, but I believe it was 100 even in a touchdown. Someone look that up. Somebody look up his first game in the NFL. Uh, tell me if Hawkinson had 100 yards even. I want to say like five receptions, 100 yards and a touchdown. Let's see how good my memory is. Um, and then what did he do? Laid goose eggs for, for majority of the rest of the year. And everybody jumped ship. They didn't want anything to do with TJ Hawkinson. Uh, his sophomore year. That's when you win at the tight end position. You're trying to figure out where the talent is. You 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 get the glimpse of it of what's to come from one, two, or three of these guys, and you scoop in. You scoop in and you grab them their sophomore year. But take note: this guy's going to be an absolute monster. His name's Darnell Washington. He's going to be a baller. He's going to be a baller. Uh, Zeke Elliott is going to be released, but not yet. Everyone's saying he's been released. He hasn't been released. He's going to be a post-June 1 cut, which means that he's being announced to be released, but it won't be official until later. Zeke Elliott has a post-June 1 cut. The Cowboys will save $10.9 million in salary cap space and five point eight in dead cap money. His contract will stay on the books until then, but he is free to sign with the team at any time. I don't know if that five point eight 
is just this year and then another 5.8 spread out to next year, or if they wait till June 1 and 5.8 is all they have remaining. That's why a lot of these contracts are weird when there's certain deadlines in the contract and there's certain deadlines per NFL rules and contract rules that if he gets cut here or there post June 1, pre June 1, then he ends up, uh, he ends up, uh, you know, costing more or less money. So that's why he's staying on the roster till June 1. And don't be shocked if we hear that Aaron Rodgers doesn't get traded till June 1. Because reportedly there's some stuff in his contract that make it to where the, the, the Packers can spread out that cap hit over course the course of multiple years versus one year, which might be part of the hang-up. The Jets want Aaron Rodgers immediately, and the Packers, part of the compensation and the trade the trade design is that they want to trade Aaron Rodgers after June 1. Don't be shocked if you hear that's one of the sticking points and why the trade hasn't actually got, you know gone through or, or been talked about fully as being the framework being totally ironed out because part of that problem might be that when the trade it gets executed. Um, did anybody look up uh, uh, Hawkinson's uh, stats for me? I'm looking for it. Did anybody anybody find it? Uh, only elite tight ends get two plus yards per route in a rookie season. Yeah, Conquo was a, was a good one. It was a real good one. 39 yard breakaway touchdown. Um, yeah, 39 yard. Okay, so Hawkinson 131. Let's see, 131 and 1 TD. So uh, he was better than I thought. 131 and 1 TD, but then he had like a string of no good games. And people just jumped ship. They're like, I don't want anything to do with this guy anymore. Uh, this right here, Hayden Hurst. Um, three years, 21 million, 13 million fully guaranteed. Panthers. They're trying to, they're trying their best. Sanders, Hayden Hurst. These aren't bad moves. They're trying to surround this. They're trying to get the most affordable, decent talent they can in preparation for incoming rookie Stroud or incoming rookie uh, Anthony Richardson or incoming rookie Bryce Young. These aren't horrible signings. Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, they're not horrible. Uh, but that's a lot of money. $13 million fully guaranteed for a guy that you know we've liked here and there. But, I mean, that's, 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 a, big, that's a big number. Uh, this right here, Jacoby Brissett. Sign with the Washington Commanders. Um, who knows what that's going to mean in terms of uh, potential starting role, how that's going to play out. This is interesting one. Could someone sign him? The Ravens will use the lower restricted free agent tender right of first refusal on Tyler Huntley per source. He was viewed as the most likely of six Ravens restricted free agents to get the tender. Um I don't think, yeah, I, I think they're probably this is this is a safeguard move in case Lamar does end up heading elsewhere. Although they still gotta back up Lamar anyway, even if Lamar stays. So I wouldn't read too much between the lines on this one, other than he is a very similar player to Lamar. If let's say the Ravens were to go without a QB, this would be the right move. I mean, I, I do like Huntley a lot. I think like Mike White when Mike White finally got his full shot in 2022 for a string. He wasn't ready. He wasn't healthy. It just wasn't set up perfectly. I feel like it was a dad, a bad hand that was dealt to Mike White. I feel very similar about Tyler Huntley. Andrews was hurt. There's no wide receivers. Hollywood Brown wasn't there anymore. They traded him away. And when 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 uh, when Andrew Mark Andrews got injured and he stayed kind of injured all all season, Huntley failed. You know, Huntley was a was was a good prospect to me, and I still feel like there's potential if Lamar does sign with the, another team and the Ravens get two first rounders don't be shocked if they start Huntley 
And don't be shocked if Huntley actually surprises you a little bit because I think he he, he definitely has the upside. Uh, Trey Wingo... Trey Wingo was right about Aaron Rodgers because he said this thing was done on Friday and Aaron Rodgers confirmed today that on Friday he knew what was going on and already knew that it was a done deal minus the compensation being worked out. So Trey Wingo won. W for Trey. W for Wingo. W for Trey Wingo. Um, This is, this is a crazy situation. I don't know if you guys have been paying much attention to uh, the Jalen Carter uh, unraveling that's been going on with Jalen Carter dropping in the draft. Is he still a top 10 pick? Uh, drop in the chat if you think he's still a top 10 pick. I'm very curious to know if you guys believe he is. Georgia uh, defensive tackle Jalen Carter weighed in 9 pounds heavier than he did at last, last month's combine. 9 pounds people is a lot of weight to put on between the combine and now. He gained 9 pounds at his pro, uh, uh, since his pro day. Now that's not where it stops. He didn't finish the position drills because he was cramping and out of breath and breathing heavily. This is bad. This is probably one of the worst situations that Jalen Carter could have been in given all the other things surrounding his declining stock and value. Does anybody feel like he still deserves to be a day uh, or a day one, uh, uh, a top 10 pick? Does anybody still think they would take him in the top 10? Would the Bears still take him at nine? Because this is unraveling before our very eyes. And I, I think it would be it's it's a pretty scary proposition. Here's the Baker news. Oh no, this is the Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, there you go. Where where's the other one? I don't know. I had I had it somewhere. I think I closed it. So uh definitely taking phone calls at this point in the show. Would love to hear what you guys think about any of these pieces of news. If you want to talk about the running backs, we can certainly talk about the running backs. In fact, let me get this off the screen here. Rogers uh said he was ninety percent going to retire when he walked into the darkness retreat and came out. Probably, if I had to guess, I would say Rodgers was not um, near 100% wanting to come back. I think the Packers wanting to move on without him is what triggered him to then have a different attitude about it. So, such an interesting topic and such a such an amazing, uh, amazing, uh, I guess, turn of events, right? Because Rodgers, little did we know Rodgers was 90% sure he wanted to retire. I'm going to put these guys over here in case we want to talk about them. I want to put them right here and we can then, uh, you know, put, put like a, a circle over their name and the team that we're talking about. If we do get a caller that wants to discuss these RBs. So I'm going to put them nice and, and snug and tight over in the corner here. Uh, we got the circle that we can put over their, their face. If you guys want to discuss, um, which player, let's see like this and what team they want to go to. So dial into the show. Here's the phone number. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Um, what's this? This is, uh, I don't believe, AC says, I don't believe for one minute that Rodgers wanted to retire. Why would he lie, though, about it? You, I know you're going to say he wants attention, but I don't see that. I don't see that. I feel like, why would he lie about it? Why would, why would he, like, act, why would he, why would he take a humble but like almost embarrassing approach to it because it's it's almost one would say I don't I don't I don't want to admit that the team didn't want me but he admitted that what would what would be in it for him to lie he doesn't care what people think and if he likes stretching things out and, and taking advantage of the situation and being a diva why would he want people to like him and, and tell some humbling story but I appreciate you AC you can call in if you want to debate it or whatever we don't have to yell at each other don't worry um, Kenny G finally released 
Kenny Galladay. Jeez, is he still in the league? Honestly, I, every time Kenny Galladay's name comes up, I forget he's even in the NFL, to be honest. Miles Sanders deal, uh, four years. I got that. Running back news, Jamal Williams, Miles Sanders. Again, Jamal signed with the Saints. Uh, Miles Sanders signed with the Panthers. Um, Jamal Williams getting paid, you know, good for him. I, I like that guy. He's a, he's a good he's a good kid. I like Jamal. He's such a he's such a funny uh, a funny player. When they interview him, he's he's hilarious. But that was a twelve million eight million full fully guaranteed. That's a that's a big number. Um, Elliot Elliot's twenty nineteen holdout was unpopular but effective. He has seventy point six million dollars in career earnings. The most for any running back in the NFL since his rookie 2020-16 season. Christian McCaffrey is next with 45.7 million and Derrick Henry with 43.9. Um, dial into the show. Let's go. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Jamal's interviews are all time. They are, uh, Jeff. They're fantastic, man. When Jamal's interviewed, he's such a funny guy. No one stole more money from a franchise than Kenny G did. That's maybe facts right there. Rodgers is immunized from what ESPN and Disney think. Look, I, I love I love Rodgers. Uh, I don't know if you guys, I know some of you hate him, but he, so I guess Ian Rappaport tweeted during the Pat McAfee interview with Aaron Rodgers where Aaron Rodgers today revealed he's going to come back and play for the New York Jets as soon as the compensation gets worked out and this has been a done deal it's just awaiting the Green Bay Packers not Aaron Rodgers Rodgers wasn't making you all wait the Green Bay Packers reportedly are and that's coming from Rodgers maybe it's not true maybe it is I believe him I believe him but you know what I love I love the fact that Aaron Rodgers put Ian Rappaport and Schefter on blast and said that if these guys say anything about what I'm deciding to do, they don't know anything because I wouldn't tell them. So how can they know? And they're not in my inner circle. So how could they know? And they got so bent out of shape. These guys have been kind of clamoring and still reporting on Aaron Rodgers as if they've got some sort of lead when Aaron Rodgers told them, don't put anything out or your reputation's on the line because you don't know. You can't know. If you post that you know something, you are lying to everybody because you couldn't possibly know. Aaron Rodgers flat out told them that. And they have a really bad relationship at this point. Trey Wingo's probably, Aaron Rodgers is probably Trey Wingo's source. To be completely honest with you, because Trey Wingo said, I'm hearing it's done on Friday. I bet Rogers said, go ahead, Trey. Show Ian Rappaport. Just, that's all you could put. Don't put anything else. Let me read the tweet, and I'll approve it, and you send it. And then I don't want you replying to people. I don't want you doing interviews on it. I'll let you leak this, because I love you, Trey Wingo. I want Ian Rappaport and Schefter to feel like they don't have anything to do with this. So he probably gave it to Trey. I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Wingo literally had an open line of communication with Aaron Rodgers because he knew he knew things that no one else knew. He knew that the brass and Woody were headed in a private jet to go meet with Aaron Rodgers personally, and he's the only one that had that information. I think Aaron Rodgers is the leak, and I think he told Trey Wingo to piss off Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter. And what did Adam Schefter do? In the middle of Rodgers' moment, he tweets out uh, this right here, which is just so hilarious. This is hilarious. Adam Schefter tweets this out during Aaron Rodgers' big moment, trying to rain on his parade, that that uh, Adam Schefter said lose uh, or, or confirming Audrey, when he called to when he called or texted to confirm the report about Rodgers, 
This is what Adam Schefter said that he got back from Aaron Rodgers. Lose my number. Good try, though. And we thought at first maybe this could be a joke. But then when he when Adam Schefter tweeted this while Aaron Rodgers was live, the McAfee and the guy said, Hey, whoa, 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 Adam Schefter just tweeted. He said, you, you said in a text, lose my number. Good try. And he said, well, if he's going to leak messages, I could leak some messages. Clearly a beef involved. So Schefter's airing dirty laundry because he's having a pity party and a a temper tantrum. Get a juice box, Shefty. Get a juice box because you're not the only reporter in town anymore. Rappaport and Schefter, you're not the only reporters in town anymore. Start to get get over yourselves. Uh, We got a $1.99 hauler from Slayer who says, where's Denny? I don't know. Denny's tried to call in a couple times. I'll admit I had an answer because the last time he, he went on a weird rant, and he was oblivious, and he started saying all kinds of swear words and a whole lot of weird things, and I had to hang up on him. Um, if Denny wants to try calling back in and, and and patching things up, that's fine. I don't know if he's mad at me because I didn't answer. I didn't say anything to him. I just Denny called like 50 times one time on one show, and I, I just didn't pick up because the last time. But Denny, I'm open-minded to you you getting back on the line, uh, especially after, you know, we, we've got this new meter, and I think Denny's probably going to be on it. This is a new uh, hot meter, Okay. And, and it goes a little something like this. If you're not hot at all on the phone lines, you're a saint. If you're kind of hot, that might be Denny. I don't know. Ron Navy used to be spicy. But now Ron Navy's right in the middle of this said uh, hot gauge. And Steven is super hot. And Flounder is what we call freaking hot. So that's the new meter. We're going to maybe map that out. And, and uh, Ron Navy with a, a $20 hauler. Ron Navy, appreciate you. Ron, I got to go collect some bills. Hold on, Ron. Stay right there, Ron. Stay right there, Ron. We're going to collect some bills, and we're going to make it rain for you with the rain machine. Hold on. I got to scoop them up. Uh, You guys are so awesome that I ran out of bills. I got to put them back in the machine here. Here we go. This thing rains uh, 30 bills per second. 30 bills per second. Ron Navy, I appreciate your super chat. Make it rain, rain machine. Look, it shot out 15. I think that was... Well, 12 bills. All right. Shoots, I got to load it up more. I mean, these things, look how fast this shoots it out. Look how fast this shoots Most it out. Detected at the backyard. What is it? It's 510. Okay. Here we go. Watch this. This is one bill, but. <laughs> so fast. <sighs> what did Ron Navy say? Only way to get Smitty to say Steelers will win the North. Steelers to the moon. Thanks, Smitty. Ron wants me to just say Steelers. I mean, technically speaking, Ron, you could say, like, I love Derrick Henry. He's the number one running back in fantasy, and I'd, I'd, I'd technically be reading it. So, you know, you could have got away with a little bit more than that. But, yeah, uh, let me read it back for Ron Navy. Actually, Ron Navy, let me have the computer read it for you so that you can feel even more special on your $20 holler day. Here we go. Ron Navy purchased $19.99 from Ron Navy. Only way to get Smitty to say the Steelers will win the North face with tears of joy 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 Steelers to the moon rocket 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 thanks Smitty. Appreciate you Ron Navy. Ron Navy to the moon. To the moon. Uh, let, let's do a little a little uh, Ziggy test. Ziggy, who's the starting quarterback for the New York Jets? The starting quarterback of the New York Jets is Zach Wilson. No, Ziggy. It's not. It's, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. Ziggy, 
Aaron Rodgers plays for the New York Jets now. According to an Alexa Answers contributor, he's instead working the Jets, who aren't even his team. Rodgers has not officially committed to New York, but he has given them a to-do list for ESPN's Diana Rossini. No, he hasn't! He wants them to sign receivers Odell Beckham Jr., Alan no, Lazard, and Randall Cobb, no, no, and tight end Mercedes Lewis. No, he doesn't! Ziggy, repeat that. This was already refuted. He's instead working the Jets, who aren't even his team. Rodgers has not officially committed to New York, but he has given them a to-do list for ESPN's Diana Rossini. She's wrong. He wants them to sign receivers Odell Beckham Jr., Alan Lazard, and Randall Cobb. She's and wrong. Mercedes Lewis. She's wrong. It, it, Ziggy, you're, you're excused. This was where, this was crazy because Aaron Rodgers said that he did not give a wish list or a demand list and Diana Rossini, who I, I respect, she's she's broken a lot of cool stuff in the past, and I'm not coming down on her in general, but she's refusing to take the L on this. At least say, hey, it was a bad source. But she's defending it. She's doubling down. She's saying, it wasn't a demand list, uh, but it was it was a, a wish list. When Aaron Rodgers just confirmed there was no wish list. There was no wish list. Diana Rossini continues to, to, to not take the L on it, though. So, uh, Ziggy, you're wrong. You're wrong, Ziggy. Everything seems to be working. No. If something looks wrong, you can use the Alexa app to submit feedback. No, no, thank you. Ziggy, you're excused. Bye, Ziggy. Okay, uh, so th this was interesting. That was funny. Uh, phone lines are open. Dial into the show. We got we got Niner Rick dialing in. Niner Niner Rick, you're live. Let me guess. Let me guess, Niner Rick. You're getting Derrick Henry. You're getting Austin Eckler. You're getting Dalvin Cook. You're getting Lamar Jackson. Who are you not getting? Because every time I speak to you or read one of your messages, you're getting everybody. The Niners are getting everybody. So tell me what's on your mind. Hey, we got enough already on free, on uh, free agency, man. We're, our defense is stacked. We're it about is. to get a big play slay, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, that would that wouldn't shock me if you got Slay Slay to the Bay, but I also Big wouldn't be shocked if the, the Bears came in and grabbed him. I wouldn't be shocked. Look, Poles is the the bell of the ball right now. Ryan Poles, he's the best GM in the NFL. He's the best. And don't don't I know everything's diners to you. So you're gonna tell me John Lynch. John Lynch has been impressing me lately, though. I will say I, I eat crow on. He's pretty on good. I eat crow my earlier John Lynch take. However, I think I was a little bit uh I was a little bit um correct that he was letting Shanahan call all the shots and that's why John Lynch was horrible because he didn't do anything. He let John he let he let Shanahan make all the calls. I believe John Lynch with his Stanford connection and and Raj backs me up on this. So if anybody thinks I'm just running my mouth or and I don't know what I'm talking about, or I'm just a, a Niner hater. I'm not a Niner hater. I'm a Niner supporter. I go on a Niner show all the time, and I might be negative on Shanahan and a few different parts of this organization. But uh, Raj has supported my my claim and his claim too uh, that 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 was a John Lynch move. It wouldn't shock me. I have no information on this. It wouldn't shock me if Shanahan didn't want to acquire Christian McCaffrey at a first glance. But John Lynch finally started forcing. Shanahan to accept some of his decisions and so like a Lamar Jackson trade that would have to come from from John Lynch uh if both quarterbacks got injured Brock Purdy and Trey Lance put your earmuffs on for a second Niner Rick if both quarterbacks go down by week nine or ten it would be John Lynch that would talk Kyle Shanahan into allowing Tom Brady to to get a call 
and talk to Tom Brady about bringing him in because Shanahan's ego is so big, he can't have Brady on the roster because Brady knows more than him, and that would drive Shanahan crazy. Um, I forget where I was even going, Niner Rick. What did you even say? I just wanted to, I wanted to call in because I was listening to Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show earlier. Remember when you were talking about how Shefty was salty because oh, Trey so Wingo announced that info before him? I think he was salty because Rodgers said it on the McAfee show. He tried to text him. He tried to text Rodgers, and Rodgers hit him up saying, I don't know how you got my number. Nice try. Basically told him to kick rocks. Yeah, that, I wouldn't we wouldn't give him any info. Yeah, after we bro- that he was salty. I think he was salty from that too. Yeah, we broke that down already. But you're correct. You're correct. Uh, it, it, I thought it was a joke at first, but because I turned off the 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 stream because I wanted to come back to you guys and break everything down, and so I wasn't sure if that was like a patching it up between the boys type of moment where he like they were joking in a text. It wasn't. It was Schefter airing dirty laundry about a a private text, right? Private text. You don't yeah. air out private texts. You know what I'm saying, Niner Rick? You don't do that. You don't do that. Don't do it, it. If Flounder text, if Flounder texted me right now, like I'd ever give him my number. But if Flounder texted me right now, and I was to put his text on screen, that would be a a, a bad move. That would be an L. That would be an L. Um, it would be funny, but it would be an L. And 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 so for Schefter to air dirty laundry, McAfee's react or uh, Aaron Rodgers' reaction was hilarious though. When he was yeah, like, was he wants me to air out, want me, want me to put one of his messages up. Like, what are we gonna do? Exchange messages? What a baby! Get your juice box, Schefter. You're not, you're not the yeah. the, the the top dog anymore. I bet you he had a a, a, a fit when Ian Rappaport came onto the scene. You know, because remember Rappaport wasn't there when Schefter was the only guy. It was it was John Clayton, and then it was Schefter. And it was like, those are the two guys. And the media world, yeah. even Twitter, even though Twitter was around, there was no there was no reporting outside of Schefter. No one had any information, and no one would take you seriously. And then you got check marks, blue check marks. You got everyone and their mother pretending they're a reporter, which honestly aggravates me when people haven't earned their stripes. All these people that claim to be an analyst, you're no analyst. Like you, you gotta you gotta put in some work. You gotta have. You gotta at least produce content for like a long time and have a, a pretty big following that considers you an analyst before you're an. Everybody's an analyst now, especially on Twitter and Instagram. They create a page. They're like, I'm an analyst. Like I, I commend people yeah. and I want people to chase their dreams. And if you want to become an analyst, it's amazing. You got to start somewhere. But everybody pretends they're an analyst and they're not. They're not. They have no radio experience. They have no content experience. They have nothing. And they come out and try to pretend they're a scout, try and pretend they're an analyst, try and pretend they've got all this experience, and they don't. But this whole world's saturated with these these people. And and and, yep. and Schefter's now saturated in a world where there's tons of reporters. And he, he was so mad at Wingo. And I think Wingo has an, a, a direct line of communication with Aaron Rodgers. To be, to be frank. See, Roger didn't even know who Diana Rossini's name was. He was like, Diana Rossini or whatever her name is. Like He didn't even really well, know who she is. She That's should, how unimportant she is. She should walk back. Like, I, I I respect Diana Rossini. I just want to make sure no one thinks I'm I'm against her or anything. I, I respect her. She's broken some good stories in the past. I don't think she's 
bad at her job. I don't think she's uh, trying to deceive anybody. I, I think she genu- genuinely tries to report well. But I think a lot of people get excited in these big moments and they need to roll right. with something when they have it because they're afraid somebody else is going to drop it first. It's a, it's a high-pressure situation. People make mistakes. And if she made a mistake, I think everybody would understand and say, look, everyone's trying to get stuff out quick. You can't vet everything the, the exact way you want to. And sometimes you got to word it better and say, from, my, from what I'm gathering, I can't fully confirm this. And people used to say that. Now it's per sources and you're covered. Per source and you can say whatever you want. But but you used to say uncorroborated, not confirmed report. There was all kinds of verbiage that was safe and used properly. Now there's such, and back to my point of everybody's an analyst, it feeds into the the the, the fear people have as a, as a true, genuine reporter and analyst that if there's so many other people competing with you, now it's sources. Now there's no unconfirmed this, unconfirmed that. All you got to do is put comma per source or per sources, and you're supposedly covered. It's a bunch of crap. Nobody does good journalism anymore. Um, I take pride in journalism. I don't consider myself, even though I got a I got a master's from probably one of the best journalism schools in the entire country, the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. I take pride in journalism. I take pride in journalism. But I don't consider myself a journalist. I consider myself a content creator and a talking head that that, that provides news and, and, and analysis and breakdowns and all that. But people that claim to be these 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 analysts and reporters and they're not. Everybody gets a media row pass down down at the Super Bowl now. You could have a you could have an Instagram following of 500 people and a Twitter that you just started, and you can go apply for for media row at the Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. Media row. There's no qualifications for media row at all. Anybody can go down there. You're not media. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the work, and the saturations ruining from the bottom up ruining the, the the reporting world and it's it's i mean I, I keep going on tangents i don't even know what i'm talking about anymore next uh, time i say someone's coming to the niners i'm going to say per sources bro everybody says it you might as well at this point uh slayer appreciate you where's denny already got to that one thank you for that super chat uh where where's my next one we've got uh we've got zeke to the bears for uh for blocking i don't know where zeke's gonna land uh, let him know, Smitty. Tout the resume. Rappaport confirms Miles Sanders to the Panthers. Yep, we got that on screen already. Rodgers did the discount double checked. Check. Uh, yeah, he certainly did. I'll take the radio row pass and correspondent for Smitty. Look, I could literally send like a hundred of you out to media row and to say you're reporters for the fantasy football show and you get you get approved anybody gets approved walking around media row it's ridiculous it's ridiculous zeke expensive no he's gonna be very very cheap um what else you got pal dial in uh man i just want to call in show some love have everybody hit that like button man smitty's smitty's grinding out here every day going live multiple times yeah. Uh found my home here, man. I've been watching a lot of content. Like I guess I've said this before, but I watched a lot of content. This is my home, man. I think a lot of people are finding their home right now as well. So Pitcher Tent. Pitcher Tent. You can hang out if you want. We'll get a little panel going if you want to be a part of a, a potentially a, you know, b- a blood boiling situation. They usually the more people we get on, the more argumentative it gets. It's up to you. I yeah, I don't cool necessarily I'm not I'm not trying to stir up the pot or anything. I'm just saying like if you want to hang on it. Sometimes we have a peaceful panel. 
Uh, but dial in if you guys want to get on a, on a panel here. We'll get four or five people. We've had I think we've had up to like fifteen people on on the show at once before. Really hard to hear. I gotta like hey, calm down, everybody. I gotta like you know have you raise your hand when you want to speak. But if you guys want to dial in, the phone number is down at the bottom hey, of the wanna, screen. You want to know a good bet to make in Vegas right now is the Niners winning the division. Is, is it really going to be good odds though? I doubt it is. <laughs> No, so, probably not. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that, that wouldn't constitute a, a good bet then. I'll tell you what, bro. Um, I picked the Chicago Bears to win the Super Bowl on a on a on a, a future bet, and I know that's a long shot, but that's what the the Bengal long shot was. Everybody laughed at that. Um, I I put the the Bears to show in the Super Bowl. I picked the Bears to win the division. Um, I also picked the uh, the uh, Dolphins to win the division, and I also picked the, um, what else did I pick? Lions, I think, to win the division. So I I, 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 I did a, a few. Derek Henry. Bro, it, and that's what people are going to say. Oh, yeah, now they're good. Okay, well, this is all obvious that, that Ryan Poles isn't done. So people can sit there and twiddle their thumbs and pretend this isn't going to get bigger, bigger, and bigger, and stronger, and faster for the, for the Ryan Poles train. This guy's an absolute monster GM. He's been planning this for two years, you know. He's been he's been figuring this out. Uh, what a monster! Bears got a ways to go. Uh, D Town says. Uh, I mean, that's an opinion. And D Town, I appreciate the opinion. But this is uh, this is a team that literally could have potentially won multiple playoff games um, if they you know if they were in the right position when in Fields wasn't injured and uh, you know this this could have been that kind of team without any talent without any talent, bro. Uh, hey, what, what do you think about the Broncos taking your boy on off the off the Cardinals, man? That defensive player, I can't think of his name off the top of my head yeah. right now, but he was pretty good last year. Yeah, Broncos uh, Broncos have had a, a really really you know decent. Uh, I like Sean Payton. Sean Payton's going to absolutely destroy um, as best to his ability. The division is still very very tough, but it, it's you know Sean Payton's the right guy for the job, and I like it's going to be a no nonsense locker room. It's going to be a no nonsense club. No nonsense practices. Uh, Russell Wilson's not going to be able to, to roam around the locker room with an entourage. It's like no, that's not going to happen. You're going to discipline, uh, disciplinarian. This is uh, this is how Sean Payton rolls, and that's great. Um, Hackett doesn't. Hackett just says, "Where's Aaron Rodgers? Where's my boss? Where's my boss at?" <laughs> um, Broncos doing well, says Tyler. Uh, D Town says that's uh, that's it. Let me, let me see here. What else have we got? Someone dial in. Let's get let's get more people on the line here. Um, I think. What do you think about these these RBs, bro? What do you think about these RBs? Uh, wh- which RB is most likely to be traded in your opinion? Is it Eckler because he's already in trade discussions with teams, or do you think Derrick Henry goes? I would like goes- to see Eckler go to the Bengals. To be honest with you, I'd like yeah. to see Eckler go to the Bengals, man. With with smoking Joe Burrow, I just think that's going to add another dynamic piece of the passing game over there you know it, it's def- the pressure off of jamar chase it's definitely in the cards i mean he it's one of the teams he's looking at you know the Bengals. uh i don't know if he's getting if there's any like talks going on with the bills or the bears or the eagles yet but they've got to be on his radar so we'll see henry to the bills that's absolutely kind of the 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 consensus vibe right now if people are trying to predict a landing spot for derrick henry um, that would be beat him and him and Josh Allen. It's very possible Henry's in Buffalo and and Eckler's in Cincy. I mean, it's very very possible both of them get moved. 
Dalvin Cook's another option. Dalvin Cook in Buffalo, I talked about earlier, being there with his brother. That would be very, very weird. And and, and I don't know. I could see it happening. You know, James Cook, Dalvin Cook. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's like a Yeti when, when the winter comes, man. When the winter and it's cold, nobody, nobody tackles that guy. Yeah. It, it would, would be interesting. I think he'd fit perfectly over there. Uh, Russell, uh, let's see. Russell had a close friend. Mentor passed away of cancer before the season started. I think that affected him big time. Who are you talking about? Oh, Russell Wilson? Hmm. Maybe. Charbonnet to Cincy is, an, is ideal. That would be good. Uh, I, I think the Bears, like, what's scarier, bro? Jackson Smith and Jigba at nine for the Bears. And let's say Austin Eckler. Okay. So you trade a second round pick. You, you trade a second and a third for Austin Eckler, and you draft Jackson Smith and Jigba at nine uh, for the Bears. And and people are still running their mouth about the Bears. You know they're okay. They're they're not. They're not even done. Their their NFL draft is going to make teams. They're gonna. Se- it's gonna separate them. It's not gonna catch them up to other teams. It's gonna put a a divide between them and all the other teams, especially anywhere near their current ranking and projection and and outlook. Like you, you add Jackson Smith and Jigba and Eckler, it's that's that's game changing. Yeah, that's game changing. Um, and once Rodgers is gone, he's not gonna own them anymore. The division's wide open. Uh James, let me look you for know? your super. I'm sorry, pal. Uh let me see. James said he he sent a super chat and I didn't see it. I'm sorry, bro. Uh what is the Texans best move come draft day? Let's break that down in a second. Slayer dropped a super chat Slayer said, "Read, read them. They're right, right act. Okay, uh, where's Denny? I think I'm caught up on the super chats. Ron dropped his. Thank you, Ron. And then Travis in the beginning dropped his. Devonte Adams. Okay, I think I'm caught up. So appreciate you. Sorry about the wait on that, bro. Uh, it, what was I saying? Real quickly. Oh, before I break down James's question, and James, I'm getting get to it right now. What's crazier to you? Okay, Jackson Smith and Jigba at nine. And and trading like a couple seconds, let's say, let's say it's a premium, a couple seconds for Austin Eckler, or do you take Jackson Smith and Jigba at nine, draft Zach Charbonnet in round two? Like either way, it's like the the Bears could absolutely level up on everyone. Jackson, this could be like the Jets draft. Remember when the Jets drafted Brees Hall? They even messed up with Zach Wilson, and they still had probably the best draft we've ever seen. In our in our entire existence, and they screwed up on the quarterback. Imagine if they drafted one of the other quarterbacks. They they drafted Zach Wilson, still had the best draft you could ever draft. If the Bears come away with Jackson Smith and Jigba, and they draft Zach Charbonnet, and then hammer home all these other potential needs, this will be one of the better drafts we've seen in a long time. But that that would be unreal. I don't know which one would be better, to be honest. Uh, let let me. Let me look at this NFL draft real quick. Okay, so the question was, the super chat was, let me let me get the super chat back on screen because I just lost it. This was from uh, James. James, I appreciate you. So at number two overall, I, I mean, I don't know who they're targeting. We've heard different things. We don't know for sure. But let's say the Panthers take Anthony Richardson. I would get Bryce Young. At number two, and I'd draft Jackson Smith and Jigba at number 12 if he's there. If he's not there, then Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, Addison, one of the big four wide receivers. Um, I don't know about – it's weird because I want to pair – 
I like Zay Flowers and Bryce Young, but I, I like I like JSN a little more with Bryce Young. I like Quinton Johnston the most with Anthony Richardson because I feel like they're paired better. You got a, a guy that needs to work on his accuracy, right? In Anthony Richardson, amazing runner, one of the best quarterback athletes, if not the best quarterback athlete we've ever seen come out of college in terms of athleticism, breaking records. He was off the charts. He has accuracy problems, right? Give him a big-bodied, uh, huge wingspan, monster DK Metcalf type wide receiver. That makes your catch radius bigger, and that makes your uh, your ability to convert a little easier as you're learning. So Quentin Johnson could be a great pick for a pairing for uh, Anthony Richardson. So if you're the Texans and you take Richardson, you're going to probably want to take Quentin Johnston there. If you take Bryce Young or Stroud, you want JSN right here. And if JSN is gone, then I suppose Addison or Flowers, depending on you know how you feel, you could utilize those players. I like Flowers a lot, but I'm not going to lie. He's a little more subject to landing spot and it needing to be a pretty good landing spot for him than, let's say, JSN, who could probably fit in anywhere. Hey, I'm going to call back, Smitty. i got to handle something real quick. All right, later, pal. I'll call back. Um, 280 people in here subscribe if you're new first and foremost Um, if you're new to this channel we go live every single day Monday through Friday at 7pm Eastern so if you don't hit subscribe you, you're not going to be notified you might forget the channel uh, whatever the case may be don't be that guy be the guy that subscribes to your new favorite home uh, the, the live stream the, the show that goes live more than anybody else you know no one goes live, to my knowledge, like we do. It's 365, 24-7, on call for you, breaking news live show. On top of all the other video uploads we do here on the channel. So if you're new, please hit subscribe. Uh, Slayer again, Ron Navy, appreciate your super chat. I appreciate everybody dropping super chats. James, thank you. Travis, thank you. Hopefully I answered your question, James. In a nutshell, um, if it's me, I go quarterback wide receiver with that those two first round picks could i see houston doing something different yeah but i i think if you're going to invest in a quarterback here you'll never have a better opportunity i think well you could next year imagine if you got marvin harrison jr you know like that's what everybody's waiting for like wh which one of these which one of these quarterbacks is gonna, is gonna have such a bad year that they're gonna again get the the one pick two pick Har harrison could go number one Marvin Harrison Jr. could go number one overall next year. He could be the number one wide receiver in the National Football League, even over Chase and JJ, or at least in that tier. It might be Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Marvin Harrison Jr., or it could be Marvin Harrison Jr., JJ, Jamar Chase. It could be Chase, Marvin Harrison Jr., JJ. I, I, I don't think a lot of people realize how good he's going to be. He's going to be an absolute force, absolute monster, and I'm – Right now, my mind's going toward which one of these teams is going to, again, get a chance to draft them. And maybe it is the Texans. Maybe it is the Panthers. Panthers, probably. Uh, Colts, maybe. Depends. You know, who do the Colts take? Uh, Cardinals are trading out of this pick. Who are they going to trade the pick to? A team that's going to draft a QB. Who's going to want to trade into number three? A team that wants a QB. That's it. No other team's going to trade up to number three and not get a signal caller. So the Colts are going to be screwed and left with Levis if they don't move up. So maybe the Cardinals and Colts swap. I think that's definitely in the realm of possibility. I think the Colts are probably desperate to, to make sure they get at least one of the big three, or unless they love Levis. And some people like Levis. Some people say Levis is the best quarterback in this draft. And it's quite possible. 
Uh, we've been live for an hour and 22 minutes. Please hit that, that thumb up on your way out the door. I'm, I'm sure at some point some news is going to break and I'm going to be back here live. So I might end it right now to go get some dinner and just kind of keep things uh, keep things fresh and not kind of beat a dead horse on, on you know, the same topics over and over. I think we've covered everything pretty extensively today on all these different topics. Uh, even the Jamal Williams signing, um, even the... Uh, the Miles Sanders signing in Carolina, the Jamal Williams in, in New Orleans. Uh, we cover pretty much everything. Juju in New England, uh, Lamar Jackson, no traction yet, but New England, um, the Niners later on, those are all potential landing spots. I think the Falcons are dumb to not go after him if they are, in fact, not going after him. We covered all the RB situation, these three RBs here. Where could they land with any of these teams? I, I predict at least one uh, Eckler to go to either the Bears or the Bengals, and the Bengals are a nice spot right now. Uh, the the Derrick Henry going to the Bills or the Bears or the Eagles. Uh, Dalvin Cook going to the Buffalo Bills to play with his brother, potentially. Dalvin Cook to to even Chicago or Philly. It all makes sense. Nick Chubb's also being kicked around as a potential running back to be traded. But I think the Cleveland Browns, like I said in my video earlier today, are probably the most likely team uh, to to feel like they have uh, of the of the teams that that have these RBs. You know, to think, oh, we got a real shot. Why would we trade him away? Uh, Tennessee, they they don't think they can win, so they're going to trade away Derrick Henry. Uh, Eckler, I think the the Chargers think they can win. But he's 28 years old. He's a smaller running back with mileage to the roof. So I'm going to go ahead and say that, that, that they're taking the, the trade opportunity seriously. And they, they, they allowed him permission to speak to teams about a trade. So Eckler's in the biggest driver's seat of them all to be traded because he's been gifted the ability to go talk trade. Will they placate it? Will they, will they, they, are they just trying to get him to go out there and test the market? There's certainly a scenario where there's no market for it. There should be. Teams are, like I said, acting a little incompetent in terms of acquiring a Derrick Henry, acquiring a Christian McCaffrey. How McCaffrey went to the Niners for a second, a third, and a fourth rounder is beyond me. No first rounder involved. There's a second, third, fourth rounder. Niners stole him away. Nobody was even trying for it. You know, there might have been one, one, one potential, uh, you know, partner at war for him, but it wasn't anything crazy. And, and I, you know, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. Anyway, appreciate you all. Subscribe if you're new. Your boy's live whenever news breaks. I'll see you all later. Thank you so much for the super chats. Thank you so much for keeping the lights on. Also, thank you for all the subscribers. Like, look, we have we have well over 200, uh, sometimes 150, 300 people in the live streams now. And it's the dead off season. Like, I can't imagine how hopping this place is going to be when we get near like June, July, August. We're taking this thing to the top. I want you guys to understand how important and vital you are. I wouldn't be here without you. I'm very, very appreciative for everybody that comes here every single day. You hit the notifications. You guys are here every single day. Um, and, and I can't thank you enough because without you, there's no show. Without you, this isn't what I do for a living. I do this for a living because of you. And and you have a big part in that. And there, there's some there's some joy in spreading the, the, the joy around. So like, share the link. Tell your friends. Let them know what you're help building over here. Because it's a fun place to hang out with your buddies, too, when you guys are here together. We got a bunch of people, brothers, friends, and they have the best time out of anybody because they're in the chat together talking smack or or agreeing with each other. So spread the link, spread the word. I'll see you all potentially tonight on more breaking news because I don't think we're done. I'll see you all later.
Peace out, everybody. Thanks again. Oh, Ron Navy dropping another wad. Ron Navy dropping another. I got to Hold on, Ron. Hold on. Hold on, Ron. I'm coming. I gotta, I'm got i going to collect a good 15, 20 bills this time. I'm giving you a proper uh, a rain machine uh, experience. We're not going to... We're not going to just put five or six bills in here. We're not going to jip Ron Navy. Not today. Not when Ron Navy's been working overtime, dropping super chat after super chat lately. We're filling this sucker up. We're making it rain full time. Here we go, Ron. I'm filling the I'm filling the rain machine up. Here we go. This is a good. This is a good. I would say. 40 bills, good 40 bills. All right, who's my counter? How many seconds does it take to unload? Five, four, three, two, one. That's like 40 bills, 40 bills. This thing is an absolute rocket. Absolute rocket. Brother Smitty did good. Brother Smitty did good. And Ron Navy's, oh, we got Hob G dropping a super, the best fantasy show on, on the airways. And best news show. You tell people this isn't just fantasy football too. You tell them you want a news show, you come here to the fantasy football show because we don't just drop fantasy, we drop news. NFL News 365, 24-7, on call. I work for you. Smitty keeps the lights on and the Bears finish third in the NFC North. <sighs> Let's have the computer read this one. This one's this is a blasphemous uh, uh, super chat. Ron Navy super chat $19.99 from Ron Navy. Smitty keeps the lights on and the Bears finish third in NFC North face with tears of joy 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 explosion 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 explosion. Appreciate you Ron Navy for dropping the wad on screen. See you all probably later. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it.